I am joined this morning by uh, Mr. Stephen Rausch, a retired, I believe it was sales. We'll get into that. But this is episode number 20 of Between the Levees. I thank you for joining me, Mr. Stephen Rausch. You bet, Tim. You can call me Steve, by the way. Steve. That's it. We'll do that from here on. Uh, tell me, uh, where were you born, sir? I was born in Litchfield, Illinois, which is about uh, an hour and a half north of St. Louis. And... Um, my dad was from Staunton, Illinois, which is about an hour out of St. Louis, and I lived in Staunton briefly uh, as, as a young kid. Did you have any siblings? Yes, I've got one older sister. She's three years older than me, and her and her husband live in Atlanta, Georgia. What was life growing up? Well, when I was uh, about seven or eight years old, my dad, who was also in the bars business, got transferred from uh, basically Wood River, Illinois, where we lived at the time, up to Chicago. Uh, he worked for a company called Midwest Towing Company, and uh, he got transferred up to Chicago. So basically, I grew up in the Chicago area, the South Chicago suburbs. Even though I was born down here in Southern Illinois in the St. Louis area, uh, you know, my so-called formative years were up in the uh, suburban Chicago area. And it was all good. It was just uh, growing up in the you know, the late 50s and 60s, going to high school in the 60s. Uh, it was all good, you know, a lot of turbulent times, but uh, a lot going on back then in the world, you know, politically and, and otherwise. It sounds a little too cold for me. Uh, <laughs> what did your parents do for a living? Well, my dad was in, in the river business. Uh, again, he worked for Midwest Towing Company. And um, basically, he was a dispatcher for a number of years. And then in 1967 or so, uh, he was offered a position with uh, Twin City Barge and Towing Company to run their Chicago division. So he went ahead and uh, took that job. And of course, we stayed. We didn't have to move or anything. We stayed in the area uh, in suburban Chicago. And um, he did that uh, for oh, about 15 years. And then he eventually... Uh, was transferred to St. Paul, Minnesota, which is where Twin City Barge was headquartered. And he worked there until he retired. And my mom was basically a homemaker, but she had a number of jobs. Uh, one of her more interesting jobs is that she worked in the cafeteria at the high school that I went to. So I would see her every day and, and uh, she'd oftentimes bring home some very delicious cookies for me at the end of the day, so. <laughs> Uh, were you drawn to anything academically growing up, and did that take you to and through college? Not necessarily. Uh, I went to college. I never finished. I've got about three years of college credit, uh, but I, one of my regrets is that I never finished. Uh, I had good intentions, but then I got busy with work and just never never finished. That's no excuse I should have, but I just never did. Uh, I didn't really have any certain ambitions. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, at the time that I went to work, uh, my first job in the river business was with Federal Barge Lines in Chicago. I was their dispatcher. I was hired there in 1972. I was still single and living at home with my parents. And um, my, my father had heard that they were looking for a dispatcher. And uh, at the time, I was still going to uh, junior college part-time and working at a furniture store and in a pretty menial job. And so... Uh, I make a long story short, I interviewed for the job as dispatcher. And because I had worked on the boats up there as a deckhand up in the Chicago area, I knew the river areas up there. I knew all the docks. And I think that's what enabled me to get that job. 
So uh, I had that job as the Chicago dispatcher for federal for, for two years. And, uh, but at, at the time, before I got that job, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I was looking for opportunities and this presented itself and as only fate would have it, it turned out to be a 41 year career in the river business. I felt blessed. You said you started on deck? Yeah, it was for Twin City Barge. Um, I graduated from, from high school in 1969. And it's kind of an interesting story. I graduated on a Thursday night from high school. And by noon Friday, the very next day, my father shipped me out as a deckhand on a uh, Great Lakes ore freighter out of South Chicago. So I made one trip on as a deckhand on a fre ore freighter, a lakes freighter, and then um, came back and went to work on the river for Twin City Barge as a deckhand that whole summer of 1969. And uh, I knew I wasn't coming back to the deckhand, so I stayed for uh, 47 days. I still remember the number. I worked for 47 days straight uh, to try to earn enough money to buy a car to go to college in the fall. And there were, there were men that, uh, you know, crew members that were on the boat when I was on the boat that then got off the boat on days and they'd come back and they'd say, what, you still here? <laughs> I said, yeah, I'm still here. But again, I was going to work as long as I could uh, because I knew I wasn't coming back in the fall. And how did that progress into that dispatch job? It was, it was fine. It, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I did that for two years in Chicago. And then uh, Federal, uh, who was headquartered in St. Louis, uh, decided that they wanted to transfer me to St. Louis. So uh, they did that in the uh, fall of 1974. And my wife and I, we moved to St. Louis. Uh, she was pregnant with our first child at the time. And so we packed up and came to St. Louis. And uh, I then worked for five years for Federal in St. Louis as a dispatcher. So it, was, uh, it all worked out just fine. Where did you meet your wife? In the Chicago area. Uh, we went to different high schools, but um, she had a friend that went to the high school I went to. And as only fate would have it, we we uh, got introduced and everything just kind of went from there. Here we are. We've been married for just over 50 years now. <laughs> Good for you. And uh, how old are your children now? Our oldest daughter is uh, 47. And uh, youngest daughter is 46. And so the, the older daughter, she'll be 48 here next month. So basically 48 and 46, basically. And they both live in St. Louis. And uh, older daughter has two kids. And younger daughter has one, one child, 10-year-old daughter. All right. Well, let's, let's walk through your career from, uh, I guess, how it advanced till, well, we never got to meet in person, but until that, uh, that fateful transaction. <laughs> in 2015. Yep. So you were you were working for AEP at the time down in New York? It was my first job in the, in the industry, as a matter of fact. Uh, okay. I was hired to uh, help out on the canal, the East Canal from Mobile to Calvert. I did that about six months and the sale was finalized in that period. And I switched over uh, to ACBL working night fleet dispatch in February of 16. And I was there uh, until July of 18, when I found the new hat to wear. Right. Did you work out of the convent office? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's quite an operation down there. I've been down there a few times and uh, just the office set up and the training facility. It's just, a, it's quite a, 
quite a place. I was pretty impressed. And it was a totally different world. I was in trucking and warehousing for seven years prior to that. So oh. this was uh, well, quite a change. I was too. I did a little sabbatical out of the barge business. Um, I worked for a company called Farmland Transportation, Farmland Industries, which is a Fortune 500 company. But what I was involved in was uh, mostly trucking. And I, I've got to tell you, I didn't particularly like trucking at all. Uh, I'd been in the barge business for, at that point, 20 years. And uh, to go into trucking, I just didn't care for it at all. Just the, the whole demeanor of, of, of the, the way it operated, I just didn't like it. <laughs> it's, it's a very different world. But um, let's, so let's walk through your career. You, you're a dispatcher for a couple of years. You moved to St. Louis for a job, right? Right. What yeah, Federal Barge Land brought us to St. Louis. What are you doing then? I was dispatching um, in, in the home office and uh, doing different river areas, which I enjoyed. And uh, I would get, I was kind of known as the, uh, the boat riding dispatcher because even when I was with uh, Memco and AEP, I would get out and ride the boats uh, every now and then just because I wanted to. No one ever told me to do that or asked me to do it. I just wanted to do it. Maybe that's because I had worked on the boats at one time. So I, I, enjoyed being out there and seeing things. But uh, I worked for Federal from 74 in St. Louis, from 74 to 79. And then uh, I was offered a job with ConAgra, which is a big, large uh, food company, basically. But ConAgra was starting a barge and grain division in St. Louis. And uh, they contacted me about joining them to basically run their daily barge operation. It was a nice, oper nice opportunity, so I, I started doing that in fall of 1979 and uh, did that uh, until basically for three years until fall of 1982 when ConAgra bought PV Company. And uh, PV already had their own barge line and grain company. In fact, they were the big exporter. And um, so they put all of us rather than keep us as ConAgra, even though ConAgra was the dominant company in the merger, they put us all under PV company, <clears throat> excuse me. And so uh, suddenly we were all working, instead of working in downtown St. Louis, we were working up in Alton, Illinois, which was quite a commute from St. Louis. And none of us really enjoyed the commute uh, at all. So uh, our bosses uh, decided they were gonna go ahead and break off and start their own company, which they did. And uh, they hired me and several other people that had worked for them at ConAgra. That company was called Merchants Transportation, actually Merchants Grain and Transportation. And uh, they started that up in March of 1983. So I worked for PV just from September of 82 to March of 83, about five or six months um, until I was brought over to Merchants. And I was brought over there to basically run, to do what I did for ConAgra, run their their, uh, their barge division, basically, from an operational standpoint. And how did that job go? How did your career advance and develop? I, I know eventually into sales. Well, it uh, it went fine. I was there at, uh, at Merchants for nine years. And the first eight years, Tim, were really good. It was a fantastic company. Uh, it was company made money. And in both the grain division and the barge division, we had fantastic people. Um, but that last year, that ninth year, was horrible. Um, the company got in, into financial difficulty. And uh, I don't really know what happened. Uh, they didn't tell us what was going on, 
but uh, you see that uh, it was going to come to an end. And uh, I was actually laid off then. Uh, after nine years, I was laid off in uh, February of uh, 19, or uh, what it was, 2000, whatever, <laughs> drawing a blank. Um, but I was laid off. And um, then I was hired by Valley Line. Valley was already in the process of being acquired by ACBL. And the person that had hired me at ConAgra and and Merchants uh, was also, he was president of Valley Line at that time. And he asked me if I'd be willing to come over and help them uh, try to keep things running uh, during the transition because people were bailing out of Valley Line left and right because they were being sold. And I didn't have another job at the time, so I was happy to have that. So I went to work for Valley Line just for about uh, five months. And that was 1992. So from like March of 92 to July of 92, uh, I was with Valley Line just in, on an interim basis to help hold things together. And then that job ended. And uh, basically I was without a job for almost one year, which was not fun. So did you sign on with ACBL at the time of the acquisition? No, I wasn't offered a job with ACBL, even though they were buying Valley Line. Um, they didn't offer me a job. Um, they offered some people uh, positions, but they didn't offer me one. And most of the dispatchers were not offered positions there. So basically, uh, myself and other people were pretty much out in the cold after that. Um, I... I wanted to get back in the barge business very badly, but at that time, the, the river business was in kind of a down cycle in 92. And um, barge lines were just not hiring all that much. So I was without a job completely, no job whatsoever for almost one year. From, nine, from basically July of 92 to June of 93, uh, when I was hired by Farmland Transportation here in St. Louis to be involved in that trucking operation. I did a little barge work for farmland, uh, just tracing barges. They, you know, since I knew the river area, they'd come to me with requests about barge movements and what have you. But 90% of my job with farmland was uh, the trucking brokerage, which, you know, like we were saying before, uh, I didn't really care for that at all. Tell me, what's your experience in, in trucking brokerage? Well, we would uh, we had some customers, and then they would give us their freight, and then, um, or they'd offer us they they show us freight moves, and uh, by email basically, and um, then we would go out to different truck lines, trucking firms that we dealt with, and we get an, an offer from them. We would ask them, "What you know? Are you interested in this move? And how much would you want for it? And maybe ninety cents a mile or something like that." And um, so we'd go. With that, we'd add something onto it per mile and some of the terms and add a little onto it. Not much, but just a little bit for a profit. And uh, then we'd go back to our customer and make an offer. And sometimes we'd get the, the job, sometimes we wouldn't. But we basically did the, a brokerage. Even though Farmland had a large fleet of their own trucks, we hardly ever used our own trucks for that. Uh, they were preoccupied with their own product moving uh, to their different facilities. So we'd use outside trucking firms. And again, I just uh, didn't care for that at all. The, the trucking culture is a lot different than the barge, barge line culture, which I'm sure you can identify. Yes, sir, I can. 
where did your career take you next? Well, uh, work, I worked for farmland for a year and a half and uh, Midwest Marine Management Company in St. Louis, a barge line, uh, they were looking for a dispatcher. And uh, I knew the people there that owned the company. And so I contacted them and told them that I was very interested in joining them in filling that position. And so uh, I interviewed with them and uh, got the job. And I started with them in January of 95. And then worked uh, for them for three years. Uh, they began downsizing. And it became apparent that uh, after three years, it became apparent that I wasn't sure the company was going to make it. I mean, their owners were looking like they were wanting to get out of it. And so, um, you know, I started looking around for a job and they, they laid me off. So once again, I was without a job. They laid me off in April of 98 after three years. Again, they were downsizing. Uh, but fortunately, two weeks later, I started at Memco. And I can tell you, Tim, that it was the best move I've ever made career-wise. Memco was a fantastic company. And then, as you know, after AEP came in and bought Memco, uh, that was terrific also. And uh, I, I feel blessed that I could end my, uh, my barge line river career uh, working, you know, the final 18 years of my career for two companies like that, because it was just fantastic. Where did you start out doing at Memco? Dispatching. And uh, I was in dispatching with for Memco uh, really for the first oh, eight years of my career. And then I moved full time into sales. So the last uh, eight years of my career were all all in full time sales. And I enjoyed sales a lot, too. But uh, I can tell you, you know, if you talk to uh, barge line people, and I've known people from top to bottom in the barge line business, and you can probably relate to this, they'll often tell you that the most fun that they ever had in the river business, in the barge line business, was when they were dispatching. And uh, because you're, you're dealing with everybody and everything. And I loved being at sales and had a lot of success with it and really enjoyed it. Um, but when you're dispatching, as you know, uh, you're right in the thick of everything. Oftentimes, you know, you're, you're dealing with boats, dealing with fleets, you're dealing with customers, you're dealing with repair people. And oftentimes, the dispatcher is the first person that gets any kind of a call if there's any kind of an issue or a problem. And so I enjoyed that part of it. Um, you know, there was never a boring day in dispatching at all. Well, what prompted your move to sales? Uh, at Memco, they were transitioning their dispatchers to work partly in dispatch and partly in sales. And so for uh, a few years, several of us dispatchers were doing both at the same time. And uh, that was that was fun. That was enjoyable. We got a little taste of everything then. But then um, in 2008, they decided to go ahead and uh, change that, that format and have dispatchers dispatch full-time and then have certain people go full-time into sales. And so I went full-time into sales and did that for the last eight years of my career. And I enjoyed that too. That was fun. Uh, dealing with the customers and trying to trying to book the freight and get the contracts and compete against other companies. And, and uh, we had a lot of success. We didn't always get the business, but a lot of times we did. And um, 
Uh, I enjoyed the competition and I enjoyed the the uh, the daily role of dealing with the customers and trying to take care of what they needed to get done. And uh, is there anything inter interesting to share about the transition when AEP acquired Memco? No, um, it happened, you know, as you know, in fall of 2015, and that was right when I turned 65. And I thought about staying on. I could have stayed on, I think, uh, but I didn't want to string them along. And with the severance that AEP was offering their employees, and the fact that I was just turning 65, it was really too good to pass up. So I let uh, AEP know and, and ACBO know up front that I'd be happy to stay on for as long as needed during the transition, but that I was not going to be coming on board full time. And they were fine with that. They appreciated me letting them know. They were fine with that. And um, so I stayed on uh, until the middle of March of, of 2016. You know, they told me ahead of time what my last day was going to be, which I appreciated. And uh, I worked there until that last day and walked, walked out that door. It was a very strange feeling walking out that door for the last time after 18 years. But it, it was kind of a sad feeling, too. You know, most people were gone by then, so there weren't many people left. But, um, you know, it was kind of, you know, a sad feeling because I, you know, my dad was in the business before I was, and I was in it for 41 years. And uh, to think that, wow, this this whole thing is coming to an end right now, it, it was sad. I got to tell you, it was, uh, you know, kind of had a lump in my throat. Yeah. Was uh, was there anything interesting on the, uh, back in the day, Memco to AEP, that transition? You know, I'll tell you, Tim, that was the smoothest thing I've ever seen. And, and going to ACBL was pretty smooth, too. But uh, when AEP came in and bought Memco, uh, AEP was fantastic. They, you know, they, they welcomed us. They, they made us all feel welcome as part of the family, which we were part of the family. Uh, it was just for two companies as large as AEP and Memco were, um, it was a very smooth transition because you know, as you know, AEP already had their own barge line. So they were integrating their barge line with our barge line, two large barge lines. And uh, that was not easy, but uh, it was done very well, very organized. And uh, they brought several of their AEP dispatchers over to St. Louis to work in our office. And that really helped the transition because suddenly we were all truly one family, one barge line. And again, it, it just, it was amazing to me and, and everyone else how smoothly that transition went. And again, AEP welcomed us into their family and it was a, a tremendous uh, 18 years uh, working for them. It was just, just fantastic. Has you already jumped into sales full-time prior to that acquisition? Right, yeah, I, uh, the, last, the last eight years of my career, I was in full-time sales. So uh, I just stayed doing that. Uh, this may be a boring question to you, but tell me uh, the day in the life of a barge freight salesman. Well, for me, uh, first thing, I guess, I guess my dispatching routes always came to the forefront first. Uh, every morning, first thing I would do, uh, I'd call up all my customer accounts and look and see where all the barges were and to make sure to see if they were scheduled and moving, which uh, they usually were. Um, but I always wanted to know 
where all my customers' barges were and what they were doing, the one thing I did I didn't didn't ever want to have happen was a customer call me uh, with an issue or a complaint or a concern about maybe thinking that their barges weren't moving and me not have any idea where their barges were. I knew every day, and I, I mean literally every day, where all my customers' barges were. So if they called me, I knew exactly where their stuff was. So that's how I started every day. And um, then the rest of the days were uh, talking to customers. I didn't want to bug them every day, but call them a couple times a week just to say hello and ask questions or how are things going, everything going okay. Uh, just to let them know that, you know, I'm watching their stuff and watching out for them. And, uh, but you can't bug them too much because then you become a nuisance. So I would call them maybe once or twice a week, or if there's a, if I saw a potential problem or an issue, I would call them. But um, for the most part, I would stay in touch on a fairly regular basis just to let them know that we're watching out for them and see if they had any questions. Then there were other times when you'd get, uh, uh, you'd be asked to quote on certain moves. Um, you know, they might have a new move coming up. They'd ask you to quote on it. So you go ahead, you'd work, work up the numbers and, and put together a rate and then quote it and hope that you get the business. Usually we did, but not always. Sometimes the competition came in and uh, with, with a better offer. And that was just, you know, the way it worked in a free and fair market. And finally, I guess, uh, are there any interesting stories that come to mind? Any highlights of your career from decking all the way to that last day you closed the door behind you? Oh, wow. Um, well, when I was decking, I was just 18 years old. I I had no idea at that time that that was going to become, that was actually a prelude to what would become a 41-year career in the river business. I was just doing it as a, as a job, summer job before going to college. Um, but when I look back at all of the, the places I've worked, I've worked for eight different, eight or nine different barge plants. What was always interesting to me is how each company, we all operate on the same rivers basically and operate boats and, and dispatching and that type of thing and sales. But every company had their own way of doing things. And there's no particular right way or wrong way. It's just the way that works for you and your company. And so it was interesting to see the way all these different companies operated. I'm, I'm partial to the way Memco and AEP operated. You know, we, you know with our, you remember MMS, the, the dispatch system at uh, Memco? Yes, 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 I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was that was just a fantastic system. It encompassed it encompassed everything: um, dispatching, uh, sales, freight contracts. Um, you could run all sorts of customer reports. It was just a fantastic system. So to me, that was the best system uh, I had ever seen. Um, but as, as far as uh, things that stuck out to me in my career, just uh, all the, the things I got to do, places I got to go, uh, people I got to work with. Uh, you know, they say that, um, I don't know who they is, but they say that uh, if you enjoy your job, you never have to go to work or you never have to work a day in your life. And I can honestly say that I enjoyed my job every day, that I felt fortunate to have a job. Uh, I went a couple of periods of time when I didn't have a job and that was no fun. So I always appreciated the fact that I had a job and was able to uh, have a job that I enjoyed. I've known people, and you probably have too, that just hated their jobs. I never did. I, 
I always enjoyed my job, look forward to coming to work every day and being in the bars business. And so uh, I felt blessed to have a, a long career in a, in a business that I truly enjoyed. And again, I never felt drudgery or dread to go to work. I always look forward to it. So I, I always, I still feel very blessed to, to have had that. Well, pardon the pun, but I do feel that I'm in a, a very similar boat as you in that regard. Yeah. So you're working for Ingram. Are you, you're dispatching? Uh, I started in uh, July of 18 on the customer service side, not in the fleet. I was with fleet dispatch with ACBL from uh, February of 16 until I left. Uh, so I learned their New Orleans fleets, the Baton Rouge fleet. I learned the ship anchorages at Convent, uh, everything I could. And as you said, it was the, uh, the I forgot the, the term you used, but the 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 boat boarding dispatcher. Um, I worked seven and seven and every week off, I was probably on a boat at least one or two days. Oh, yeah. um, learning the fleets, getting to know the guys and, and uh, just trying to figure it all out. A ACBL had introduced the new tow work system and I was out there trying to help the guys figure out how to do that properly because we had a lot of errors up front. Oh, sure. I can imagine. But uh, no, I think that's all I've got to share here, man. Um, okay. Any other questions for me or anything else you'd like to share? No, Tim, this has been uh, this has been enjoyable. Glad we got to do this. Well, look, thank you very much for your time and that fun at your grandson's soccer game. <laughs> thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. We'll be in touch. Take care. Bye-bye.